Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with a Doc, the show where we bring your questions to Providence medical experts for insight and information. I'm your host, Mary Ernoff, and here with me today is Dr. Albert Decker, hematologist-oncologist with Facey Medical Group, and we're answering your questions about genetic testing. Remember, everyone, all of our questions come from our listeners via social media. We can be found on Twitter under Providence and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. Use the hashtag Talk with a Doc for a chance to hear your questions on our episodes. Before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. So let's get started by welcoming our expert today, Dr. Decker. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here today. We're so excited. We actually started this conversation without you guys on air, um, and I'm super fascinated. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit, though, high level. What is genetic testing? So genetic testing, or also called testing for hereditary diseases or conditions, is a testing of uh, human genes for variations, abnormalities, and mutations that could lead to abnormalities or diseases. Okay. And there are many different types of genetic tests, yes? There are multiple different tests, and uh, those tests could be done in your local lab, Mm -hmm. some of them. Some will be done in specialized labs. Some will be done in the highly specialized labs. They use different methodologies different platforms that probably not uh, the most suitable for a discussion in this uh, media. (laughs) But uh, if you're interested, there is a source called Google that (laughs) gives you a lot of general information what to do. Obviously, you need to clearly separate tests then done for entertainment purposes only mm-hmm. versus those that done for clear-cut medical indications. So without saying it, you mean Ancestry.com, DNA. I mean, you're not going to say them, but... I would say Ancestry, 23andMe, and uh, some others which... Uh, provide some genetic information, but uh, could be acutely misleading Mm -hmm. because people do not understand exactly what they are testing. Not, again, to name a test by a name, but there is one of the tests for entertainment purposes only. that uh, says they do test for hereditary breast cancer, which sounds like a great idea. Mm -hmm. There is a catch. They do test for BRCA mutation, but unless you are Ashkenazi Jewish or think you are Ashkenazi Jewish, the test is unlikely to be useful for you. Oh, interesting. And even if you are Ashkenazi Jewish, negative test, gives you about 70% probability that you do not have BRCA mutation. And because they are doing so limited testing, people could actually be misled into thinking that they don't have the gene versus they were testing very little. That's very concerning. That is correct. And that's why every test that is done 
generally needs to be discussed with a physician mm -hmm. and ideally be ordered by a physician and ideally coordinated with a physician. If you really want to go to an expert, there are genetic counselors, there are doctors who call co-geneticians, Actually, some of the large genetic labs, they could uh, do a test with quote-unquote without the order, oh, okay. but they do have a genetic counselor who will collect appropriate information about you, your background, your ethnic origin, because all that falls into the way the test is interpreted then they do the test of a typically of a medical grade that uh, is established and if you do test negative it generally provide you high degree of reassurance that at least as of right now your test is negative in many cases other tests that are not done for a medical purposes by the medically directed companies and do not provide genetic counseling. You really don't know what they've been testing, how reliable is the test, and how positive or negative for you specifically the result is. Or even how to interpret the results too. Uh, actually, they will tell you you are positive or you are negative. <laughs> so, so if you are negative, uh, you assume you are negative. But as I just mentioned, if you are testing only for a small fractions of BRCA mutations, or known as BRCA mutations, mm -hmm. or BRCA gene, or breast cancer gene, in that case, if they told you you are negative, you actually may not be negative. On the other hand, yes, if they tell you you are positive, okay, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. You take a paper and you hopefully proudly carry it to your physician to do further evaluation. Right. You mentioned, though, about at this point in time. So you could do genetic testing and then have to redo it again later. It is possible because science is changing. Mm -hmm. So as an oncologist, for example, going back to BRCA mutations, I have a number of people who were tested over time, typically from the minority groups who tested and an abnormality or a variant gene was found. And we do, may not have enough information to know if this particular gene is responsible for a disease or not. Mm. So it may take time to determine if this particular gene is uh, deleterious or illness producing or this is just a normal variant 
And our tests and I mean, I assume that there's innovation in testing. So are we able to get results now that we weren't able to get 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago? I would say 30 years ago, definitely, yes. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, we probably could have done all that at that time. Mm -hmm. But what we are doing today differently, we very much moved away from single gene testing. Let's say a BRCA testing used to be a standalone test. We still could do it standalone today. Mm -hmm. But me as an oncologist for my patients who have a suspicious family history, I go with a genetic panel that includes a number of genes. Most of those genes are way less known than uh, BRCA. Mm -hmm. They are way less common. But if you have a gene that responsible for one to three percent of cancers, and you have seven, eight, nine genes of such, mm -hmm. that adds up to a meaningful percentage. It sure does, yeah. Well, you've mentioned BRCA, um, and I, I've seen a lot of celebrities talking about their genetic testing results, and Angelina Jolie is the first one that comes to mind because she got a lot of attention when she told the public that she tested positive for it, and then because it was associated with high risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer, she had a double mastectomy proactively didn't have the cancer, but tested positive and could have the cancer, that was a pretty big move. What do you think about that? Angelina Jolie is a very unique situation. I really believe that when she came out about her situation, she came out truly with the kindness of her heart purely to forewarn women about the situation. Many people don't know that, but she came with a rather humble background. Mm -hmm. And she had a lot of women in her family to die from cancer. Mm -hmm. So she did that with basically pain and tear and blood in her family. So she came to out to tell and forewarn. Other celebrities who came out, I'm not 100% sure they've done that as much as Angelina from the kindness of her mm -hmm. heart or from publicity purposes. Mm -hmm. I do also believe it's very important for people not to be misled because genetic information and result of genetic testing are critically important and the most private information that people have. And I generally would recommend for majority of people not to post result of their genetic mm -hmm. testing on their Facebook page. <laughs> it does not seem like you should have to recommend that, but you do. I do because whatever you post today will stay there forever mm -hmm. and uh, 10, 15, 20 years down the road 
you may decide that it's not the best thing to do mm-hmm. for whatever reason. We could talk about that for social media for everything. Let's not talk about every breakup we have. Let's not talk about every house we buy. A breakup uh, is a different situation. Mm-hmm. You could break up today. You could make up tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, if you have some nasty gene mm-hmm. that could lead to cancer between age of 10 and age of 95, or dementia at age of 50, you may not want to tell the entire world that, hey, I am 20, I am fine, I will have dementia in 50, because when you're turning 40, it's not that far from 50. Mm -hmm. And, And everybody is telling you, hey, you have 10 years left. Oh my goodness. You just mentioned dementia, and I know, I mean, it runs in my family, although it's usually age-related. It's not early onset, but a lot of people in my family have asked, can we get tested for it? How do we know if it runs in the family? What does that look like these days? Mm, I honestly will defer this uh, because it's not an area of my expertise. Mm -hmm. I know there is testing. I know some companies actively promote it. As far as I know, it's not ready for the prime time. It's not very predictive of anything. Makes sense. Well, I know we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to continue talking about genetic testing and how it impacts our lives. I won't tell you I'm lonely. Cause it may be selfish I won't ask you to hold me Cause that woman was helpless There's not a thing I could say Not a song I could sing For your mind to change Nothing can fill up the space Won't ask you to stay But let me ask you one thing Oh, when did you fall out of love? Out of love Oh Space won't ask you to stay 
on Talk with a Doc, and today I'm with Dr. Decker, and we are talking about genetic testing. Um, and we've talked a little bit about how it works and maybe some of the findings, but if I do get genetic testing and I get the results, will it change the way I live day to day? Answer will be depends. Mm -hmm. So one, obviously, if you are not smoking, don't start. <laughs> Sage advice. <laughs> if you are not drinking heavily, don't start. Also good advice. Regarding genetic testing, it to significant degree would depend what we find. If we find that you have high risk to have high cholesterol, with uh, your mom having high cholesterol, your dad having high <laughs> cholesterol, or your siblings having high cholesterol, you probably don't know something that you don't already know. <laughs> um, there is an evolving field of nutritional genetics mm -hmm. that tells what people should or what they should not eat. I don't believe we are there yet, mm -hmm. but that probably will be very important in next five to ten years but uh, it also will help to decide to more degree what medication to give you, not what to eat. Oh, interesting. Okay. So many people do believe that by diet and exercise, they could cure a lot of things. You may somewhat modify it, but if you have a very strong genetic predisposition, that would not be the case. In this case of, let's say, clotting problems, if you did a genetic testing and they found that you have, let's say, factor V Leiden, which is the most common mutation responsible for blood clots among Caucasians, especially from Northern Europe, yes, it will affect how you do your life, more or less. If you decide to fly to Hawaii, you may want to take some precautions. If you decide to drive on I-10 from California to Georgia nonstop, <laughs> you may probably better off if you stock up on blood thinners mm -hmm. because you may not make to your destination. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we should change some of the things we do, make better decisions. In case, let's say, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, other cancers, there could be some precautionary measures that could be made. 
but day-to-day uh, -day life per se would not be affected or changed. Let's let's talk about that for a second, though, because if I if I did the testing and it said that I was predisposed to breast cancer, would I be more inclined then to get a mammogram every year just to make sure, or would I continue down the path of every couple of years? Okay, actually, we are going into a more medically specific field because for those patients who have actually BRCA mutation. Actually, recommendations are different. They need to have MRI. Oh, okay. Because it's more sensitive to detect smaller tumors. I, for example, do MRI once a year, as it typically covered by insurance, and alternate that every six months with mammogram and ultrasound. Okay. In some other countries, let's say in Israel, they do breast MRI every six months mm -hmm. for those people who have a genetic predisposition. Wow, that's really interesting. On the other hand, better example would be colonoscopy. Mm -hmm. If you're known to have a disease called Lynch syndrome or hereditary polyposis syndrome, please Google if you want to learn more. You need to have colonoscopy either annually or actually to have your colon removed at relatively early age. Oh, wow. Versus the usual traditional five to ten year. Mm -hmm. And starting at a much older age. And at much younger age. You would start much younger if you had yes. it. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I do want to reiterate, though, that we don't generally recommend going to Google to Google your symptoms. But for education purposes of testing, yes, that is fine. <laughs> don't yeah. Dr. Google. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not good to Google your symptoms. Mm -mm. But for information purposes, after a doctor provided you information, mm -hmm. it's reasonably good and somewhat reliable source of information. That's why if you know or heard Lynch syndrome, mm -hmm. you could go to Google, you could go to Wikipedia, and if you really don't like Google, you could go to Bing, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a WebMD girl myself, but yes. <laughs> okay, WebMD will be good enough. He's putting in the, the Microsoft big here. Well, are there benefits or drawbacks to doing genetic testing? Again, it depends. <laughs> Number one, people who do genetic testing are those who would more likely to make a change depending on the result. If you found out that you have a problem, you should be ready to face it and to deal with the after effect because you no longer would have an excuse Oh, I didn't know, I was not sure. As if you decide to go and get tested for, let's say, BRCA gene, and it uh, turned out that you have one, okay, you will need to deal with this new information. You need to decide, you will have mastectomy, or you will not. If you will not, 
Are you planning to be a reliable person and check with your doctor and to have mammogram and MRI and breast exam? If you are not, you better do it, do mastectomy mm -hmm. or don't test because otherwise you're really creating a time bomb that uh, you tested and you opted not to do anything about it. That was kind of a waste of a test, really, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, people do lots of uh, waste well, of true. different things. True, true. Let me ask you this question. So for someone like me who's had two different kinds of cancer, is it too late for me to go get tested? Or is that actually a prompt that I should go get tested to see if there's anything else I should be concerned about? I usually try not to give a medical advice on the air. But <laughs> yes, anybody who had two or more cancers does need to see a doctor. I am oncologist. I I feel comfortable to do genetic counseling and testing for my cancer patients. Let's say um, you don't see oncologist or it was in the past, you moved, you changed, you're busy. You could, many primary care or family practice physicians not comfortable, so you could schedule an appointment with genetic counselor or a genetician. I believe, no, I not believe, I know in Providence Universe at Disney Cancer Center, mm -hmm. Dr. Gordon mm -hmm. is providing this uh, kind of services. Wonderful. Well, one question we got from a listener was, what if I'm unhappy with my genetic testing results? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it right here. Too bad. Go deal with it. You took the test. You got the results. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, Okay, that's what it is. You were born with it. You live with it. You will die with it. If you, you should not have uh, done the test in the first place. Yeah. If you were not ready to deal with after effect. Uh, pausing for a second, I do need to comment that historically, and it is still on the books, before any genetic testing is done, pre-test genetic counseling should be conducted. Okay. And post-test genetic counseling should be conducted. That's why many labs that do direct-to-consumer genetic testing provide pre-test and post-test genetic counseling if a lab is offering you testing but doesn't provide counseling, you should run away from that lab as fast as you probably can. Run, Forest, run. Find one that does the testing and the counseling. Yeah. All right. Well, we have time for a couple more questions. This one said, should I get a genetic test done before planning to have a baby? I used word, it depends, <laughs> quite often today. So answer would be, if uh, your mom has six kids, if your grandma on each side had six kids, if you don't have issues on either side of the family, it probably mm -hmm. 
Oh, not necessarily. Assuming that everybody turned out okay. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of hereditary problems, if you have a lot of diseases that could be hereditary, yes, it may be prudent, but I would say that it may be more prudent to do some discussion with the future spouse Mm-hmm. Because after you two already decided to get married or have a baby, it's probably too late to have testing. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, for example, there are two people who have thalassemia, very common in Mediterranean, very common in Asia. When it's thalassemia trait, it's not a big deal. If it's thalassemia major, you have a very sick child. Yes, it may be prudent to have additional testing before you decide to have kids. So you either opt to IVF with the proper selection mm-hmm. or... Mm, Whatever other way you decide to do planning, adoption, so you will avoid uh, all the problems associated with knowing. Makes sense. Makes sense. One of the tests, I think, or questions that we got that I think was very interesting is how confidential is genetic testing? It depends. It depends. <laughs> It really depends, A, on you, Mm -hmm. if you post it on Instagram or not. (laughs) (laughs) Two, it really depends on the policy of the testing company. Today, they may claim that it's completely confidential. Tomorrow, they will sell it to the highest bidder. Right. Or even if they try to do their best, somebody could hack it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yes, most providers try to keep it confidential, but uh, there is always chance that uh, information may leak out one way or another. Yeah, makes sense. Is there anything that people need to know about genetic testing? Is there an age that's too young, an age that's too old? Is there anything that you would want them to know? I generally do not test anybody younger than 21. Okay. It's not not to say that I never broke my own rule (laughs) on one end. Because person does need to understand what he or she are getting into. For older people, I don't think there is an upper end because even if person is too old to affect him or herself, that may have downstream effect to the family. Family, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, and that was a, a question we did get too, which was if I get testing and I find out there's results, should I have the rest of my family tested? It depends. <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> if you decided to get tested, I see no good reason why, let's say, your spouse does not get tested as a company. 
So you two, as a family bonding process, go <laughs> through the same. Date <laughs> night at the Genetic Counseling Center. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but again, you need to be aware that skeletons may come out from the closet mm -hmm. and you could find some issues. So be obviously ready to deal with that. What's your final parting thing that you would say to people? Okay, genetic testing could be extremely useful. It could be extremely dangerous. And remember, if you can't stand answers, don't ask questions. Okay, before I let you go, you said extremely dangerous. What's the danger? Um, you could find information that is uh, disturbing. Sure. And let's say you are normal, healthy, unquote, quote, unquote, healthy person. Now you find that you mm -hmm. have a deadly gene that you have 40, 60, let's say, percent chance to have a breast cancer in your lifetime and you feel that it's a ticking time bomb. Some people just uh, live their life and deal with that as they go. For some people, it could be overwhelming. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, thank you, Dr. Decker, for joining us today and everyone for listening and sending in your questions. You can follow Facey Doctors on Twitter at Facey Medical and on Facebook at Facey Medical Group. We look forward to future topics with more experts from Facey Medical Center in Providence. We can be found on Twitter under Providence and under Providence Health System on Instagram and Facebook. To learn more about our mission programs and services, visit future.psjhealth.org. Thanks for listening.